Good afternoon and welcome to another edition of Money Talk. I'm Neil Kreisel and Diane Duvernay are your hosts every week right here on AM 1290, FM 96.9 and streaming at AM 1290KZSB.com. We're repeated at 11 and on, and on Saturdays at 6 p.m. We're brought to you by American Riviera Bank, smart banking for smart people in Santa Barbara, at Figueroa and Anacapa Streets and in Montecito's Upper Village. And Arlington Financial Advisors, a leading wealth management firm in Santa Barbara, providing its clients with the personal care and attention of a small independent firm coupled with the vast resources of a major financial institution. Hi, Neil. How are you today? I'm doing good. It's nice and warm. It's um, about time that we had a summer here, even though this these were in fall. But um, better late than never. Well, there you go. You you know take a take a nice walk with the dogs. Yes, and I have a fourth dog now because I am men- mentoring. I am uh, fostering a dog for a friend. So I have four dogs now. I know we talked about it today at lunch, Neil. How you're gonna, your heart's gonna be broken when you have to give the dog back. Yeah, I know. Uh, fostering has the downside of you fall for the dog and then you have to give him up. So, uh, speaking of giving up and f- falling for people, do you do we have a guest today? We do. We are thrilled to welcome back Barrett Boss Boson. She is an artist and all around creative, and we are so thrilled to have you back on the show, Barrett. Thanks so much for being here. Thanks, Diane. It's Barrett Boisson, and I know it's a hard name. Boisson. I can actually say it, but I couldn't remember if the French accent was there or not. Boisson. Perfect. Thank you. Know, you. you know, Barrett, I've been watching a lot of uh, French television on uh, streaming. Do I have a French accent yet? Yes, you do. Oh, good. I mean, everything it's about French Californian, French. right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm getting you're French. I'm sure he had a croissant for breakfast this morning. Right. So <laughs> anyway, so, so the, the first, yeah. so the first article we have today um really touches on what had happened the last three years with the mem stocks and all of the young dudes buying uh anything that somebody else was buying. And this article is uh sort of like a uh, a, a post-disaster uh, 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 article about how young people have sort of given up on the whole idea of making a living by basically uh, following whatever uh, stock seems to be going up. Um, and the article begins by saying, stocks have staged a rebound this year, uh, but uh, individuals are still nursing giant losses from 2022 when major indexes suffered their worst year since 2008. Uh, much of the excitement uh, that lighted up online message boards and Discord channels during the pandemic have evaporated. Even Reddit's Wall Street Bets, the online group that became synonymous with YOLO, you only live once, trades, was recently dotted with conser- with conversations about interest rates, bond yields, and inflation alongside uh, brags about riskier trades. Um, the uh, rest of the article talks about the people who had given up their nine to five jobs to uh, trade full time and how they've now gone back to either driving Uber or working in the kind of job that they had before. Um, and, um, you know, this is not a big surprise here, but um, it's sort of a, a lesson that there's there's really no free money. Well, you know, and I think I think what the real issue is is that you know, even though the S&P 500 is up year to date, the reality is is there's a bifurcation of returns where you have the top 10 companies that make up the S&P, those technology companies really doing quite well whereas the remainder of the 490 companies are just doing okay. And and I think it's it's more apparent as these you know day traders, if you will, that got into it when it seemed easy. It's harder and harder to make it work, and so that's why they're having to find a different job. And lucky for them, unemployment is so low that you can actually find a job. Um, the next article uh, headline: Fifty six percent of adults feel they're behind on retirement savings. Uh, more than half, 56% of American adults in the workforce say they're behind where they should be when it comes to saving for their retirement. 
including 37% who report feeling significantly behind. Uh, nearly a third say they would need $1 million or more to retire comfortably. Um, based on such measures, it's no wonder people feel behind. People between 25 and 35-year-olds have average 401k balances of $30,000 or a medium of $11,000, according to Vanguard. Even the 55 to 60 four-year-old group, the average median balances are $207,000 and $71,000, respectively. Gen Xs and baby boomers reported feeling more behind on their retirement than anyone else in the survey, with 51% of Gen Xers and 40% of boomers thinking they're significantly behind, which is sort of a sad commentary on both um, uh, investment uh, 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 discipline and and financial planning. Well, it, it agreed. And also, I think um, the 55-year-old and older subset, the ones that could retire already have. So they've dropped out of the workforce. And that's contributing to the fact of our unemployment rate at 3.7%. And so, you know, the people who are left in that age group are the people that are behind because they can't afford to retire um, early, let alone potentially even at 65. Uh, and the next article is entitled uh, Highly Leveraged Closed-End Muni Funds Take Big Hit. Uh, Closed-end municipal bond funds have been particularly hard hit because they often use borrowed money to invest at a fixed rate with long-term bonds. The leverage helps boost their returns when things are good, but obviously uh, makes uh, the returns, the negative returns, even more uh, significant when things turn out badly. But what's interesting about this article is the structure of these funds um, is also working against them because uh, a closed-end fund can't raise cash easily, uh, and um, the managers can't sell additional shares. So instead, investors trade closed-end funds between themselves, and managers, therefore, have very little cash to add newer, high-yielding bonds that would make the funds more appealing to today's investors. So basically, when they invest and they're wrong, not only are they leveraged wrong, but they can't raise more money to buy higher yielding bonds. So they're sort of stuck in this uh, position where they have below uh, market yields. Well, and with an inverted yield curve, it just it just makes it even worse if they're going further out on the on the on the curve. Yep. And, the and, last and, and really, I think what, what that has to say is that it's it's not going to get any better anytime soon. Yeah, not particularly not for them. No. Uh, yeah. And and. Um, uh, I never understood, by the way, why people bought closed-end anything, because usually closed-end funds sell at a discount to the underlying asset value. Exactly. Reason, I don't either. I don't understand why, but it's usually the case. Anyway, the last article we have is an interesting article <clears throat> from the Wall Street Journal. It's entitled, Do Higher Deficits Cause Inflation? And um, that was generally the view for years, and um, I think a lot of people in red states still believe that. Uh, but in this period, we've had um, uh, higher, very high deficits, and inflation has been steadily declining. So what's going on here? Um, and this year, among the causes of a growing deficit is a steep drop in tax revenue uh, paid quarterly or through annual tax returns rather than taxes withheld by, by employees. So so-called non-withheld tax revenue is down $278 billion. Right. But Neil, is that really a fair estimate given that Californians didn't need to pay our quarterlies until October 15th? Well, because the, most of the state was under the, uh, an emergency relief and extension? Well, yes, but that's not the point here. The point is that the deficit, which has risen because of that, is not, is not something that would cause inflation because uh, when you just have lower... Uh, tax receipts, that's not like stimulating the economy. That's just taking money off the table. Right. Um, and, and the second part of that is um, the uh, largest spending increase by the government this year is paying interest on old debt, which again is not stimulative. So basically the two major reasons for the explosive uh, increase in the national debt are two things that 
by itself are unstimulative. And that's why we have this sort of paradox where we have inflation slowing at the same time deficits are increasing. You're listening to Money Talk on AM 1290 and FM 96.9, and we'll be right back. Our family has been here over 30 years. We've always been in the hospitality business. So when we're looking for a bank to finance our deal, American Rivera actually stepped up for us. They know Santa Barbara well. Right now, we don't have any plan to open another hotel, but if we do in the future, we'll be talking to American Riviera Bank for sure. You can bank on American Riviera. We do. American Riviera Bank. Bank on better. It's a fact. Successful wealth management is built on strategies that focus on the big picture, take a long-term view, and establish deep and valued relationships. Hello, I'm Diane Duva, founding partner at Arlington Financial Advisors, Santa Barbara's trusted family guide, empowering you to make more informed and confident decisions. At Arlington Financial Advisors, we bring order and balance to your financial life by monitoring and managing risk so you can focus on your work, family, and enjoying the moment. We are a fully independent firm offering strategic financial planning, estate and tax planning, and private money management. Our plans and portfolios are handcrafted using a rigorous and disciplined approach, supported by a consistent yet highly personalized client experience. Our clients look to Arlington Financial Advisors as a home away from home, a comfortable place to protect what they've accomplished while they prepare for what comes next. Please visit ArlingtonFinancialAdvisors.com or call me, Diane Duva, at 805-699-7300. Here's good news. Now you can enjoy studio quality sound on all your devices from the station that talks about Santa Barbara anytime of the day or night and from just about any place on the planet. Just say, hey, Alexa, play KZSB AM 1290 when you're at home or bookmark AM 1290 KZSB.com on your Apple or Android devices. And you've got streaming studio quality sound anytime, any place from KZSB AM and FM. Welcome back to Money Talk, brought to you by Arlington Financial Advisors, a leading wealth management firm founded on providing thoughtful, objective, and comprehensive financial guidance for families and entities who are seeking long-term financial confidence. And we can be reached at 805-564-1290, or you could email us at moneytalk1290 at gmail.com. So if you're just joining us, we have the pleasure of having Barrett Boisson, artist, which I think, you know, Barrett, I'm going to give you a new title, CEO and artist extraordinaire. How about that? I love it. Thank you. (laughs) Because I have to say, you know, there's one thing that um, artists um, struggle with is kind of the business side of of selling your work because it's like a, Mm -hmm. it's like selling your children almost. (laughs) You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? It's like Mm -hmm. you pour your love and energy and soul into this and then you have to price it. And so it's always challenging, but Let's take a step back and um, sh- will you share with us how you got how you became an artist because it wasn't exactly a straight line now was it? No, but it's been there since the very beginning and I think that I try to become something other than an artist. My parents are both artists and there was a high premium put on art and um, creativity in our home from the time that I was very little. I remember the, I remember my mother saying, since I was just a tiny toddler, look at everything, use all your senses, smell everything, take in everything. And it was all about just, you know, not shutting yourself off to inspiration. She just saw it everywhere and she encouraged us to do it too. When I was still in a stroller, she was taking us to the Prado Museum in uh, Madrid and taking us to all the art shows. We lived in Barcelona. We lived in uh, Florence, where I was born. And, um, you know, all over the place, we were taking in art. So I think I did try to move away from being an artist, but I think it's really... um, an essential part of my nature that I 
couldn't escape in the end. Well, what's funny is I was just reading an article of, you know, there was this um, group that was assessing how many geniuses there are in this subset of children. And then they were following them through their lives to see what the numbers um, came out to be. And basically when they were children, um, there were a, a potential of 98% of them, let's say, I'm, I'm making this up, but some very large number of them being geniuses. And then as they went through life, it became a lower percentage and a lower percentage to where adults, it was 2%. And how they were measuring genius was based upon creative solution um, or problem solving. And so when you look at that, you can see how with artists, the creativity oftentimes helps you solve problems in a different way that you otherwise wouldn't, uh, you know, uh, a linear thinking person may not come to that same solution because they don't, they're lacking that creativity. So my next question to you would be, you know, do you think that you're living abroad and living in a multitude of places while growing up helped you learn and become more creative? I think that as children, we are all given that innate gift, that we all have the gift of creativity. We haven't learned the constrictions, the restrictions, the rules, what will get us most likes, what, you know, somebody else might say in class. Um, we're just completely free. And uh, I think his name is Thomas Cole, the the. Uh, spiritual life of children talks about that, talks about the fact that, you know, if you ask a child if they can sing or if they can draw, they say yes enthusiastically. And then the older they get, um, the less sure they are about their uh, talent. And so it's totally, you know, counterintuitive because normally you would get more talented or more, but that's not the way it works. And, um, I think that I am super fortunate in that art and creativity has been such a huge part of my life for my entire life, but I never studied art. So when I started creating, I came to it with a complete, uh, complete uh, beginner's mind. I didn't know how to do, um, uh, uh, you know, a lot of things that, kids in art school learned, but I knew that I didn't want to go to art school because I didn't want to realize how little I knew. And now I'm so glad that I didn't go to art school, that I kind of um, am an original voice. And, um, you know, I love what I do. And I also love my work. And I kind of just start on something and go until I love it. And the other thing is, um, I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but I never get offended if somebody doesn't like my work or if somebody doesn't buy my work. I love it. And it really resonates with me. Um, so, and I totally believe that people like different things. It's like if, if you put gumbo in front of somebody or chocolate cake, you know, somebody might like the gumbo better. Somebody might like the chocolate cake or you can't teach somebody that. You can't teach somebody to like uh, gumbo or, um, you know, have it be a little more salted or have it be a little less salted. It's something that's so innate, something that you find delicious or you don't, you know. And, you know, they've done studies like that with uh What's the word for coriander? Uh, cilantro. You know, some people like cilantro, some people don't. It's not really something you can teach. So I think that creativity is so innate and it's so pleasurable. Like when you do have a great meal, you know, or you have a great uh, evening with your partner in bed, you know, it's something that is so visceral and organic and um, just, you know, like what I'm saying, I mean, kissing someone, you can't really teach someone. It's so organic. And that's the way creativity feels to me. It just feels like, um, it feels so good when you see you're, you know, you're doing something and you want to keep doing it and you get so excited. Um, 
and and that's what I want to share with people um, in these new uh, kind of workshops that I am creating. So, and so um, now you went to college at Barnard College, right? And you got your mm-hmm. degree in political science. What made you decide mm-hmm. to get a political science degree? I'm what do you think you wanted to do with it? Political science. I wanted to be a diplomat. And I wanted, you know, I spoke five languages. And um, I was terrible at math. I went to Columbia because it didn't have a math requirement. Um and what I liked were social studies and languages and history. And what I thought uh, was that in kind of showing people that we were more alike than we were different, that I could kind of bridge some gaps and bring uh, people together. Um, and I still try to do that uh, through my work. Um, obviously, a lot of my work is not representational, um, and hopefully, you know, people enjoy it. But with my representational work, I definitely try to um, share images of people who uh, inspire me and hope that um, others will be drawn to learn more about these, you know, th- these great figures. So tell us about your new project, Art is Life Workshop. So tell us what that is and and where the inspiration came from. Um, The inspiration came from the fact that, um, you know, people, I've heard people say, you know, I can't even draw a stick figure or you're so talented or, you know, and, and there's a lot of like, self-defeating talk. And I love what I do. I'm so glad that I get to do what I do for a living. Um, And making money is really a very uh, negligible importance to me. If somebody loves, you know, a piece, I'm happy to work with them, you know, on a payment plan, anything for them to have something that really resonates with them. And what I wanted to share in these sessions was um, a way for people to tap into that creativity. I'm not teaching a how to paint, a how to draw, a how to anything. It's more like an encouraging, supportive environment with, you know, music and pizza and wine and um, just encouraging them to play. And uh, hopefully from that play, seeing something they like and they want to follow. So it's different from craft. Um, Craft, there's less of a question. Craft, you kind of know what you're doing. But with uh, creativity, um, there's less of a sure result, and it's a lot more play and magic. You're listening to Money Talk on AM 1290 and FM 96.9, and we'll be right back. American Riviera Bank is actually really good offering the loan to small businesses. The customer service that Renee gave, it was amazing. She actually gave us step by step. She helped me with every single step on the paperwork. She was great. We found a great bank and now we have a great coffee shop. You can bank on American Riviera. We do. American Riviera Bank. Bank on better. They did the Monster Mash. October is usually the month for ghosts and goblins. But at the Animal Shelter Assistance Program, also known as ASAP, all you'll find are sweet cats and kittens ready for their forever homes. 
homes. October is Clear the Shelter Month at ASAP, so all cats and kittens of any age are just $10 each. And as a very special Halloween treat, ASAP is having one of their incredible yard sales on Saturday, October 28th from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. It all happens at 5473 Overpass Road in Goleta, just off of Patterson Avenue, so don't miss out. It's Clear the Shelter Month at ASAP with all cats and kittens of any age, just $10 each. And don't forget about the big ASAP yard sale from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. October 28th. To learn more about the Animal Shelter Assistance Program, go to asapcats.org. They did the monster mash. Keyboard Cat, Hamilton the Pug, and Toast Meets World. These are some of the Internet's most beloved pets. And they all have one thing in common. Their stories started in a shelter. Start your story. Adopt a dog or cat today. Visit theshelterpetproject.org to find a pet near you. Training that pet to play the keyboard, that's optional. Start a story. Adopt a shelter or rescue pet today. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. Welcome back to Money Talk, brought to you by American Riviera Bank, making your life easier with cutting-edge technology, mobile deposits, free use of every ATM machine in the country, and a level of service other banks can only dream about. And we can be reached at 805-564-1290, or you could email us at moneytalk1290 at gmail.com. So Barrett, before the break, we just started talking about your new project, Art is Life, and it's a workshop. So explain to us how how that works. Is it in person? Is it virtually? If somebody was interested, it sounds like it's really giving us some time and space to be creative on our own terms. So what does that look like? Yeah. Well, I've intentionally um, limited class number so that I can be really present for... um, for those who want to join the sessions. And I have designed the um, each session kind of in order so that you're starting with something that is less free form and then moving into um, a session that is um, completely free form. I didn't, you know, I wanted to give people more structure initially. So they have a lot of choices in the beginning. By the second one, they're playing more. And by the third session, they can do anything they want. They can kind of uh, reprise one of the old classes that we've taken. Or um, it's, so I'll tell you in order. Uh, The first one is called Tree of Life. And it's just based on the belief that we're all connected uh, to the earth and that our differences are more superficial. So I have a tree. We can create the tree in any way we like. Um, And we have little elements to um, kind of embellish the tree. Um, And folks can choose to use or not use anything they like. The second session is called All My Relations, and it's from a Lakota saying, um, which is about the fact that we are all connected. We're all connected with the earth. And it's really a conceit to have people just um, start to kind of let go of anything representational and just move into kind of um, repeating patterns. I started this with kind of a DNA pattern. I just kept going and then I thought, oh, this color might look good here. And I added it and some dots might look good here. And I just, but when I'm doing it, I'm in a complete meditation. And so that's what I'm encouraging people to do. And then, as I said, by the third one, the third one is called um, In Your Dreams. And so it's about designing, uh, creating something that you've always dreamt about um, creating, you know, a a tree in your backyard, your family dog, um, or painting something from your dreams, you know, whatever you like. So um, we're moving kind of from the more tangible to the, uh, to the, 
kind of more um, playful in a way. So, so what if you like- so what if you uh, miss the first se- the first session? Uh, can you go for the second and third sessions? Yes, um, actually, everybody has missed the first session because my mother is sick in the hospital, and so I had to um, cancel. And I will be rescheduling it. So um, optimally, we would take all three sessions in order, but. I'm there to provide support and um, an encouragement and we'll just do what we can. Some people will take all three sessions and that gives you um, a nice discount. Some people will take each separately, um, but no, you don't have to take all three and it's okay if you miss one. So it sounds a little like it's one you'll, you'll want to take more. (laughs) Of course. Sounds like it's a little bit like therapy, you know, trying to get into that meditative state. Do you use your art when you create as therapy for yourself? A million percent, a million percent. And that's part of it as well for me. I feel like we're all meant to create. And when we create, we're, we're building something with love and with joy and, I know that might sound a little um, prosaic, but we're in a time where there is so much destruction and so much hatred. And I feel like creating something and playing is just the perfect antidote to that kind of, you know, bravado and um, ultra masculine energy that we're seeing. Um, Definitely when I am feeling blue, the first thing I do is put on my sweatpants and go into the studio and just start playing. And I have no idea what is going to end up on the canvas, but it definitely is therapy. And I would just so love to share that um, with people. So let's talk a little bit about the sessions. How long is each session? And is it in person? Is it at your studio or is it virtual? Or how does that work? It's in my studio. I think it's really important that um, people, you know, while we can, that people are able to be in my working studio. It's a great space. I feel so fortunate. And I want to invite people into my studio Um, And this is actually something that can travel and that will travel. But I've already gotten offers to uh, take this uh, series to France and to England and to Connecticut. So I'm really excited about traveling with it. But definitely, I think it it, it just adds to it if we can all be in person uh, and supportive of one another. The sessions are about three hours long. I invite people to come a little early to get settled so that we can be creating as much as possible. And um, and yeah, and I'm not kicking anybody out. If they want to stay a little longer to keep playing, that's totally fine. And I hope you'll come too, Diane. I would love for you to join us for one of the sessions. I would well, love to. Excuse me. What do you mean, Diane? Yes. What about me? <laughs> what huh? about me? Ask what about me? What about me? I'm trying to get your wife to come. And well, it's I'll, not I'll... exclusively women, but right now it happens to be women. And I just love the idea of, you know, women kind of getting out of uh, all the things that they have to do every day to support everybody else and just finding something for themselves. This is very, not only sexist, but it's probably illegal to restrict, you know, you're not, you're not giving everyone an <laughs> she opportunity. She said you were welcome. Everybody is welcome. No, she said. So happens every, to be. No, no. She everybody, she w- is, everybody is welcome. Oh. Well, I need I need some time to recover from that. Uh, you're listening to Money Talk on AM 1290 and FM 96.9, and we'll be right back. It's a fact. Successful wealth management is built on strategies that focus on the big picture, take a long-term view, and establish deep and valued relationships. 
Hello, I'm Diane Duva, founding partner at Arlington Financial Advisors, Santa Barbara's trusted family guide, empowering you to make more informed and confident decisions. At Arlington Financial Advisors, we bring order and balance to your financial life by monitoring and managing risk so you can focus on your work, family, and enjoying the moment. We are a fully independent firm offering strategic financial planning, estate and tax planning, and private money management. Our plans and portfolios are handcrafted using a rigorous and disciplined approach, supported by a consistent yet highly personalized client experience. Our clients look to Arlington Financial Advisors as a home away from home, a comfortable place to protect what they've accomplished while they prepare for what comes next. Please visit ArlingtonFinancialAdvisors.com or call me, Diane Duva, at 805-699-7300. The average time a resume spends on an HR manager's desk is seven seconds, and most of them are tossed aside. Now imagine if one of those resumes belonged to Yasmin, who was... Living in a shelter, juggling three jobs. I had to be resilient. That's something that you can't teach. Or if that resume was from someone who... Worked 12-hour shifts at the recycling company with my dad, who's 72. That taught me a work ethic that I carry with me every day. We rely so much on a resume, yet it could never tell the full story of someone... Growing up where I did, a lot of things could have gotten in the way of my goals. But I learned to push through, and that's what I bring to work every day. So maybe it's time we look beyond the resume and look to grads of life. Discover new ways to develop great talent that are so much more than what's on paper at gradsoflife.org. A public service announcement brought to you by Grads of Life and the Ad Council. Welcome back to Money Talk, brought to you by Arlington Financial Advisors, a leading wealth management firm founded on providing thoughtful, objective, and comprehensive financial guidance for families and entities who are seeking long-term financial confidence. So on the break, we clarified everybody is welcome, including Neil, to the Art is Life workshop with Barrett Boisson, art extraordinaire and CEO of her artist enterprise. So Barrett, let's talk a little bit about if people are listening and do want to do want to tap into their creative spirit and need the extra help in getting there, like many of us do, myself included. How would they go about signing up, and what are the costs associated? Um, go to my website, which is my name, B A R E T. B-O-I-S-S-O-N, BarrettBoisson.com. And on the landing page is a link. And it should explain everything you need to know. If you have any further questions, just um, send me an email at the same website. Each session is $450. It includes uh, wine, delicious um, uh, treats. And uh, Bettina Pizza, our beloved Bettina Pizza, and a little gift, a little special. So, so I, um, I, I don't, I don't, gift. I don't drink. So do I get a discount? You get, um, you get <laughs> non-alcoholic wine. Oh, how okay. nice is that? Oh, yeah, okay. and if and I'm assuming all the art all supplies, right? So the canvases, paint, everything. Over- Everything is included and um, everything. All you have to do is show up with curiosity. That's really it. Um, All the supplies and more will be there. Um, If you purchase all three sessions, it's uh, $1,000, which is really a nice discount on uh, three times four fifty. And so how many sessions do you do you see yourself running this um this workshop experience monthly or quarterly what what are you, what are you envisioning uh, Well right now it's once a month um but I really want to expand um the series I have so many great ideas for each session so many ways to tap into that creativity and i'm excited to explore for me creating this uh series is uh my own creative workshop so i'm excited to see where it goes 
and I'm excited to travel with it and um, and spread creativity in this, you know, kind of uh, troubling time. And so, so do you do you see yourself being able to make this a, a corporate retreat type of thing? What are your numbers that you're limiting it to? Yeah, you know, I still want to keep the sessions as small as possible. Right now, I'm limiting these sessions to eight. But, um, you know, I'm going to see how it goes and uh, see if maybe I can add a couple more and then the prices may have to vary. But I definitely want to uh, be there. I mean, it's important for for the environment to be supportive and for me to be accessible. So we'll see, you know, if it becomes a money-making venture right now, it's really about sharing something that I think is really important for people to have. And I'm assuming everybody who attends goes home with their piece of art that they've created during the session. Exactly. Yes. Yes. So so my, yes. fe my fear would be, and this is a function of my lack of artistic talent and general paranoia. Uh, I would be doing whatever I'm doing, which would be awful. And everyone else would be doing really well. And then at the end of it, they'd all make fun of me. Yeah, that probably <laughs> will happen. Neil. We'll all turn to you and point. No, the, you know, the point is that, that in this, that there really will be no judgment at all. And, um, you know, just like when you see a child's work, you always love and appreciate it. You appreciate it for, uh, for the fact that they gave it their all. And that's the most important thing. I mean, you know, trained artists aren't taking this workshop. So, um, and, you know, if you feel like you haven't quite, quote unquote, finished what you've done, we can make time for you to come back, whether it's in the last session of the series and work on it more or, you know, something like that. So in terms of of clients, they, they all, or, um, you know, artists, we'll call them budding artists as they come to you. Yes. How much yes. help are you providing these people during the workshop? Do, do you think that some of your artistic creativity rubs off on them during the during the um session so that it's almost like a like a co co-branded or co-artist, you know, are you do you hope to be their inspiration, I guess? And yeah, are, I I th I think so. I think so. It's it's a fine balance and I've actually led sessions before i just have given them as um kind of auction items or just given them as gifts so i've led it before and it's a balance uh between um kind of you know maybe showing some things that you've done and letting people play and find their own inspiration but i know that i can strike that balance and i know that you know I will be able to encourage people to stand back, look at what they've done so far, and just feel, you know, does this need more color? Does it need more um, uh, something in this corner? It's something that's so visceral, and nobody is wrong or nobody is right. It's just what is pleasing to you, just like, you know, the gumbo or the chocolate cake. Um, it's just what you like that's most important. And right. so will the medium be the what medium are you using paint and canvas or will it be a combination? It's paint, canvas, glitter, little elements that I've already created to add to the canvas decorative um, items. Um, and I just want to say one thing also about um, the budding uh, artists taking home their own canvas. I've always felt that the process is more important than the finished product. So the enjoyment I get out of creating is something I really want to share. 
the finished product can be one thing or it can be in the other, and we can keep working on it until they like it. But it's really just tapping deep into that playful side that's the most rewarding part and not actually, you know, what you get on the canvas. A, a lot of famous... And that's why I'm not teaching how to make, you know, a leaf or how to make anything. I'm just encouraging them to allow themselves to play and to create as they like. A lot of famous authors say they never finish editing and finally someone has to take the manuscript away from them because they'll never stop editing. Uh, is that true for artists as well that you just never finish and you just hate to stop? No, for me, I mean, that might be true for a while, but when I love something, it's like, oh my God, you know, I'll follow something and I'll be like, oh my God, I love this so much. And when I'm done, I love it. So I think maybe the parallel to the editing is playing with a piece until I'm happy, but and and some pieces take a long time. Some pe pieces take weeks, months, years. I've gone back to pieces, you know, that I started years ago. But once I love it, I love it. You're and listening. So you're listening to Money Talk on AM twelve ninety and FM ninety six point nine. And believe it or not, we'll be right back with our final segment. American Riviera Bank is actually really good offering the loan to small businesses. The customer service that Renee gave, it was amazing. She actually gave us step by step. She helped me with every single step on the paperwork. She was great. We found a great bank and now we have a great coffee shop. You can bank on American Riviera. We do. American Riviera Bank. Bank on better. St. Vincent's of Santa Barbara has a special event coming up Saturday, November 25th. It's their 13th annual fashion show and luncheon. It'll be held at the Rosewood Miramar Beach Hotel in Montecito. Here's Regina Ruiz. So we bring out 300 of our closest friends to the Rosewood Miramar Beach. It's a day of fun, making new friends. We have a brunch. We have a fashion show. We have women's trends. We also have added in a children's fashion show. So we have many of our children that are actually in our program that come out and they model the clothes for us. They get to keep the clothes. And we have dozens of all-season silent auction baskets. So you can pick up gifts for Christmas. You can pick up gifts for the new year. It is a great way to support our mothers and children while also having an incredible time with family and friends. For more information and to register for St. Vincent's 13th Annual Fashion Show and Luncheon, go to stvincents-sb.org. That's stvincents-sb.org. No student in California should face discrimination. Let's teach tolerance to our children early on to provide a foundation of respect and acceptance that will last a lifetime. This is Eric Hines, president of the California Teachers Association. Let's encourage children to be accepting of others regardless of race, gender, religion, or sexual identification. Together, we can create a future where all are welcomed. A message from the California Teachers Association. Welcome back to Money Talk, brought to you by American Riviera Bank, making your life easier with cutting-edge technology, mobile deposits for use of every ATM machine in the country, and a level of service other banks can only dream about. So Barrett, you know, traditionally for artists, it's been very difficult to cobble together a living, and you seem to do it seamlessly and beautifully, and, and your art is, is amazing. How do you do it? What is your secret? Well, I think um, starting everything with gratitude and not lack, you know, I, and I think just changing my perspective about uh, what is important. A lot of, uh, you know, as long as I'm able to do what I 
what I love as long as I'm able to create art, then I don't really care that much about how much I'm making and everything else can be kind of worked out. So um, I'm very unmercenary in that way and probably um, different than most people who come on the money talk show. But um, I think, you know, just like everybody says, loving what you do, then it never feels like work. It feels like passion. And I'm painting until two o'clock in the morning. And if I have to go without some, you know, fancy clothes or a fancy car, that's okay. So um, thank you for asking. So what, what advice do you have for young people looking to pursue a career in their art? It's really hard. Um, I think you have to be realistic. But for most artists, most real artists don't have a choice. Uh, most of us have to create. And it doesn't mean that we um, can't have a day job and do supplemental things to make money. But we will always have to create. So just keep creating, um, you know, some of the best artists haven't made a living making art. So, and that's not what matters. It's just letting your soul kind of soar. So just be true to yourself and the rest will follow. And so, so for, for those, those kids that are listening to this and wanting to pursue a, a career in art and having their parents or people close to them, tell them that they're crazy. What words of advice do you have for them? It doesn't matter. Don't listen to the naysayers. And I'm sure your parents are concerned about you, but you'll figure it out. If art's important enough to you, then you will figure out a way to make money, to supplement your art. Don't make your art work for you. You work for your art. If you need to supplement your income somehow um, doing additional things, that's okay. But don't give up on your dream of being an artist. One of the sad things about being an artist is over the centuries, so many artists became really successful and uh, and beloved after they were dead. Uh, it's one of the few uh, careers that you don't get recognized uh, in, in your lifetime. And I, I would imagine that is sort of one of the unfortunate parts of of being an artist. That's true. And I think a lot of it is people kind of, you know, jumping on the bandwagon and going with kind of what's trendy. Um, but, you know, you can't, uh, you, you it, it's something that you can't really teach somebody, you know, how to appreciate art and which art to like. And so it is what it is. I mean, we don't really do it for other people. We mostly do it thank for ourselves. Real th artists. Th th thank you. Do it thank for you. Themselves. Th th thank you, Barrett Bosson. How's that for my French? Uh, and so perfect. Yeah. And uh, art is a life workshop. It's on her website. Take a look at it. Uh, thank you for listening, and uh, we'll see you all next week. Mm -hmm.